Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to AMR Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. And this is Dimity McDowell. We are on the eve of Labor Day weekend. What what you got uh what you got stacked up, Sarah, for a three day weekend? Uh I'll give you two guesses. Um one would be pickleball <laughs> yes. and one would be swimming. Yes, it would be. It's the you know, it's what I like doing on the weekend, so it's what I'm doing on the weekend. Yeah, well, and you gotta, you know, maximize your swimming, right? Oh, most definitely because I actually haven't gone swimming since it's been a whole week because I usually never check my phone. Like I leave my phone in the car when I play pickleball and then I change at the courts and just head straight to the pond without looking at my phone. And I was like, uh, I don't know. I sense maybe I have a text. And so I looked and sure enough, my husband, Jack needed the car to, he's a real estate agent. So he needed to do, go to an open house and our son had the other car. And so I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so glad I saw this message. Or <laughs> <laughs> you were submerged. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. So I headed home and set up to the pond and then, Oh, it just didn't happen during the week as it's been happening. So anyway, yeah, whole week. I'm missing it. Wow. Wow. Well, all yes. right. Well, have a good weekend. Thank you. Yes. And I trust you have some miles to be put under your feet uh, this weekend. I do weekend. have some miles, although I did a, um, well, I, well, so a couple things. Um, I did a long, I did 15 miles on, wow. um, actually I did it on Monday morning of this mm. week. Um, wow. I did a little because we like have a more of a flexible schedule. Um, on Sunday, I had a whole bunch of things to do for AMR so that like our designer could get the love the run program ready and mm-hmm. like, um, designed and stuff. So, um, so I basically worked Sunday and then uh-huh. I was like, okay. And also then I, you know, and then, um, cause of the trails a little bit around this time of year, it's a little bit like playing, um, oh gosh, ping pong with mountain bikes at times. Right. Oh, shoot. That's no yeah. problem. Not ping pong, but you know, you're really like, there's just a lot of bikes on the trails, which, you yeah. know, I respect. I like. Um, sometimes people are very kind and nice and sometimes you get some bros that, you know, don't think that they need to thank you for stopping, even though they're the ones that should stop. But anyway, this, right. I'm going to make this podcast really long if I go down that. <laughs> so anyway, so I did 15 miles last week, which, wow. which is, I mean, it's 21 total that we're going. The, the thing that's hard about trail running and getting ready for a race in a different part of the country is that trails are so, um, you know, different in different parts of the mm-hmm. country. Oh, you they know? most certainly are. Yeah. Yeah. So Colorado, we have a lot of nice smooth trails where I can just kind of really rock and roll. Um, <laughs> uh, but in, I know the Superior Trail is not that. I know it's rocky. Um, right. In much Minnesota. More like, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have to kind of really 
watch my footing. Um, so it's kind of hard because I'm like, oh, I'm so, you know, I'm so good and fast. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, because um, there's nothing in front of me. Yes. Even. Or, I was <laughs> throw, say, throw it out there, Sarah, throw it out there. You have a tendency perhaps to some, you know, some accidents or pratfalls, you know. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, Angela still listens to our podcast, which she may. Um, she was on our Ragnar team a long time ago when I was running and we ran, she lives here in, near Denver and we went for a, a long training run and I just bit it out of nowhere, like out of nowhere. <laughs> Um, with I'm her. Sorry for laughing. Yeah, yeah no. I, you know, I was so glad about with that one is that I remember I had my handheld water bottle. You know, with mm. the, you know, mm-hmm. the hold, you know, the holder. So it was like you had something to fall on. Yes. Um, which yes. was not the case. <laughs> Fifteen oh, miler. Shoot. When I, I literally, Sarah, I think I tripped on a caterpillar. Like I tripped on <laughs> Stop. nothing. Stop. Like there was nothing there. <laughs> I mean, this trail was did have some, you know, it did have some rocks and roots, or mostly rocks. Not, not many roots, but anyway, I just, you know, when you go down so hard and oh. you're just like, ow, 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 you know, I mean, I'm just like yelling at her so much. And I was oh, like, I mean, I was I'm so, sorry. that's okay. I mean, it's just one of those things. I didn't, ha- I had my poles in my hand. I wasn't using them, which mm. I'm not sure if they would have been helpful or not. I don't know what would have been helpful. Not falling would have been How helpful. How about not having that caterpillar in front of you? Yeah. Let's just, you know, let's just ban caterpillars. <laughs> what that little woolly, uh, what are those called? Not woolly mammoths. Woolly. Yeah, the, oh, the brown woolies. I don't, gosh, someone out there is yelling the actual name of them. I know. I know. I'm like, <laughs> woolly mammoth. I would have seen that. Um, the woolly caterpillar. Anyway. Um, yeah. So, and I, I mean, I, I'm glad I landed mostly on my right hand, which was fine. Mm. I didn't break my wrist. Um, I bruised my, you know, that kind of pad by your yes. thumb pretty mm-hmm. badly. Mm. Um, but the worst part is that like abrasion wounds, you know, oh, when you yes. like, um, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. kind of just like take enough of the skin off to just have it sting and burn and sting and burn. Um, oh. you know, so anyway, so oh. I got a nice, I, I felt kind of badass except for that I was. <laughs> on a really smooth trail. So, I mean, it's one thing for like Coach Liz to like break her thumb or whatever she did when she's like racing for the gold. And it's yeah. another thing for me to be in the middle of a training hike by myself and go down. Oh, but anyway, so. oh my gosh. Has that hampered your ability to work at the computer? Because I mean, that's where you pretty much rest your hands. Yeah, I know. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I do have one. I mean, this is really interesting conversation, but yeah, I do have about a, it's about a quarter size. It's right in the mm. middle of my mm. right palm. And, you know, you just basically have to like, like put a whole bunch of aquaphor and neosporin on it and then try mm. to put a bandaid over it. Like Ugh. putting a bandaid on them, you know, on random awkward parts of your body, like not wrapping it around a finger, basically, mm-hmm. <laughs> or putting it on like your knee. Yeah. It's hard to keep them to stay, right? Yeah. But yeah. Uh. I did actually, though, have band-aids with me on the hike. Oh, I've gotten you. better at like, trying to be prepared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I had a lot of food, a lot of water, a little uh-huh. hiker's first aid kit. So anyway, I was uh-uh. fine. So I did 15 on Monday, which is a long way of saying, um, I'm actually going to go hiking um, on Sunday with mm-hmm. Coach Amanda. Um, oh, how fabulous. still out here in Colorado. I know. I was <laughs> a little surprised. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so we're going to go do a hike in Boulder, which is going to be shorter, but that's okay. And then I'll do one more long one before... Um, Yes, because remind people the date of your big hike. It's in Minnesota. the weekend before the Twin Cities, so it's September. Gosh, I don't know, twenty twenty fourth in mm-hmm, that yeah. area. Yeah, mm-hmm. those are the dates. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And is it on the Saturday or the Sunday? It's on a Saturday. Okay, so it's the tw- uh, it's the twenty fourth then. 
Yeah. Yes, because the 30th is a Friday. Yeah, because uh, we are having our podcast recording party at River Center in St. Paul on Saturday, October 1st. So that's how I know those dates off the top of my head. Yeah, really good. Well, yes, and I love that. And then we'll be at the Twin Cities Marathon, of course, which I'm super excited about. Mm-hmm. So lot, lots of good stuff coming up. So and I'll be yes. nice and healed by then. Yes, so. uh, you're going to stay upright while you're in Minnesota <laughs> on your hike. Well, that's the plan. That's the plan. I will definitely have my poles. I'll probably use them a lot more um, and go slower. You know, of course mm-hmm. that, you know, but it's going to happen. It's just going to happen. And, mm-hmm. you know, and it makes you feel like you're out there kind of living a little bit. You're mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, okay. I can do this. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Well, all right. So we're talking about injuries a little bit. And, uh, we talked last on last episode about black toenails. So that prompted Stacy Johnson, a Chicagoland Bammer pal who's plagued by black toenails to email us. And so she sent us some insight. So let's share a little bit of that, Tim. Yeah, yeah. So a couple things that she has found. She is um, definitely, a to- like you said, plagued by black toenails. She says when races that are run on concrete pavement are much worse than asphalts or trails, which are more forgiving surfaces, mm-hmm. just races in general, too. They mm-hmm. do tend to um, bring out black toenails, maybe if you hadn't gotten them in training because you're pushing yourself a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. It's weird, but, you know, you might just be changing your stride enough to to have that happen. I've definitely seen that happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Moisture is another one. When you get your feet wet, um, she says, I'm guaranteed I will lose a toenail from a race that included rain or a long course triathlon where I was sweating so much that my feet were soaked the entire time or dumping water over our head. Mm-hmm. And then hills, the up and down, especially the down wreaks havoc, yes. especially if your second toe is longer than your first, which is called, is that a hammer toe? No, hammer toe is when your little toe is curled up like a oh. corn chip. Like mm-hmm. a corn chip. <laughs> <laughs> like Frito a toe. Yes. Uh, I have <laughs> a Frito toe. What's the second one called though when it's longer? Oh, that I'm is going, something called that. I'm going to Google. It's not Morton's. I don't. No, Morton's is yeah. in between your third and fourth. Um, hold on, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Wait, and so while you're yes, looking, it is. it is a hammer toe. Morton, is the second Morton one? toe. No, a oh, Morton's Morton toe, toe, otherwise called Morton's foot or Greek foot or royal toe, is characterized by a longer second toe. This is because the first metatarsal behind this big toe is short compared to the second metatarsal next to it. Oh, okay. Good to know. Yeah. I thought, cause I had a Morton's neuroma. Yes. And that was between my third and my fourth. So that's why mm-hmm. I was like, that's mm-hmm. why, I, that's where I put the Morton. Yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe that, maybe there. Morton just like called out like the whole middle part of the foot, you know? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. There yeah, you yeah. go. Yeah. So, and then Stacy also <laughs> shared this anecdote, which is, uh, we just have to pass along. So she said about 10 years ago when her kids were eight and six, for a special treat, um, <laughs> she, she uh, said, "Hey, I'll let you. I'll let you watch uh, Pop the Blisters." And then the kids told their dad that, and the husband was mortified. But the kids love watching the needle go under the toenail. So, <laughs> yeah. So her son told her daughter. Her older son told her daughter for a special treat. Stacy, mom is going to let us watch her pop her blister. That's a, that's a sentence you never think coming out of your child's right, mouth is right, going to happen, right? Right, right. Oh my gosh. I did talk about huge blood blisters on feet yesterday with one of John, my son's dancing buddies. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah because that definitely because they dance barefoot, don't they? They do do a lot of barefoot dancing, including for uh, when they, the very start of the year, they always do African dancing first. And yeah. it's kind of how they indoctrinate these new kids into the, dance company and so they 
dance. It's a very, very humid, sweaty, they call it the dungeon. It's literally, that's the official title of this room where the kids dance at the school. And it's, uh, yeah, I just remember John coming home from his freshman year, th- three, four years ago, and with just huge blood blisters on his toes. And so now he has bought socks that have grips on the bottom that are pretty much the same color as his skin. So he wears those when he that is a very I thought I was gonna say that's a very like pro dancer move. I feel like I've seen those before. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, they were special that he bought. They were um they were not inexpensive. And so he's like, Mom, I need them. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, 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 yeah. And boy, those things are dirty now. Um anyway, anyway. So anyway, for some right, of the squeamish right. folks in the group, now you can start listening. This is exactly uh, we're not yeah. we're not popping any more blisters. I'm not <laughs> yeah. gonna fall again. Although I will tell one funny thing. So I went yeah. to get pedicure on friday oh look at um, you which i was like do i want to do this before my long hike this weekend and i was like you know what i think it's going to be okay um but anyway (laughs) the lady took off you know i when i get a pedicure like i get them like probably every i'm not a regular pedicurist so probably every five to six weeks maybe like when Uh it's like gets to the point where it's like so gross and they need (laughs) to be cleaned and so when she took the the nail polish off um, on my second toe it was black underneath i was like oh that no it kind of hurt <laughs> did you get a dark enough color so it covered it up yeah but i went for kind of a, a dark like a fall a deep red mm-hmm. you know with with um you know looking casting forward to fall thinking this is gonna last me through september <laughs> maybe i'll get one before the twin cities marathon again but by then we're all covering our toes so who really cares <laughs> right right oh my gosh oh my gosh well good for treating yourself all right so this is marathoner and training nicole who needs to combat soreness Hey, ladies, this is Nicole from Beaverton. I have a question about recovery and soreness. So I am um, in the midst of marathon training, and uh, how do you guys deal with the physical and the mental aspects of pushing through a workout or starting a workout when you are sore? And I'd also love to know any of your other favorite recovery tips. Thanks so much, ladies. Love the show. So, Nicole, we hope your marathon training is going well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I love that you're really thinking about both the mental and physical sides and Mm -hmm. the recovery because really the recovery – from when you're doing something intense and and long like this, like a marathon training cycle or, you know, a triathlon training cycle or something like that, that really takes a lot of time. Your recovery starts the minute your workout ends. You know, yes. You're kind of recovering to get ready for that next workout. Mm-hmm. Always casting forward. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So my tool of choice when putting in high volume of training miles is if I can recall back to when I was doing that is no surprise here a foam roller we talk about them so often on this podcast so I have the extra long trigger point grid roller it's you know so a lot of foam rollers are I don't know the length of your little longer than your forearm and your hand but this is the extra long one so that if I position my bum just carefully enough I can lay back and part of my head is still on the, the foam mm-hmm. roller. Like it's, it's yes, yeah, the extra, like it's the length of your spine more or mm-hmm. less. Precisely, yeah. precisely. Yeah. yeah. So, so when I would be in training mode, I'd start my day with about 10 minutes of rolling and that would be after I would get up and pee and then I would do leg swings while brushing my teeth. So for me that that's kind of the start of getting the juices going. 
Perfect. These are those leg swings. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Yeah. So foam rolling, I mean, I know we talk about it a lot, but, you know, hitting all the major muscles of your lower body for sure. Mm-hmm. Your calves, if you have a ball that you can roll your feet on, you can start mm. with that. You can do that with a tennis ball or um, a lacrosse ball. Just go lightly if it's lacrosse ball. Mm-hmm. I like foam rolling my shins. I do like to do that, um, but some people don't. Um, but I really enjoy doing, enjoy, you know, it doesn't yeah, have to be fun to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, your quads, of course, and really your inner thighs. That's another one that I mm. find is like a inner is a part that you're like, Oh, wow. That is so sore. And I didn't know that it was. Um, and we have a couple foam rolling videos that we'll link to mm-hmm. in the show notes. So you can take a look at those. They're with, uh, Colleen from Trigger Point, uh, mm-hmm. who's like a master trainer and has, um, some great little tips and movements and stuff and your glutes, of course. Um, so again, foam rolling, it's not all or nothing. Like Sarah, you doing 10 minutes is great. Five minutes is great. Um, it doesn't have to be a 60 minute or a 30 minute session, you know, but pulling it out also, you know, in front of the TV or whatever is also a nice way to kind of take your mind off the fact that you're foam rolling. <laughs> yeah. 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 And and that is the thing that I've learned from Colleen, who's been at several of our retreats is you don't want to be hitting up spots for a long period of time. We're not saying roll back and forth over your quads. Like you're trying to make a pie crust be flat, you know, <laughs> the, the, the crust, the dough for the crust, you know, it's, it's just a, what, 30 seconds or less on a spot. Sure, so, sure. Yeah, but she, she's not a big fan of, um, you know, zipping up and down. Like, take your time. Like, hit it. You know, hit mm-hmm. it, like, deliberately. But don't, you know, don't try to speed through it. Massage is yeah. one thing that it, it's certainly a luxury. It's a splurge. But, you know, when I've been in doing a lot of really high-volume training for a marathon, maybe once or twice during the month of, let's say I had an October race in August and September, I would do one or two massages yeah, and it makes great, a big difference. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. Um, if that's not a, uh, an option, well, foam rolling, <laughs> did we, did we mention foam rolling? Um, other things that I like to do, um, I like an Epsom salt bath, um, mm. a lot of days. I, I actually, I did, I took one on Monday night after I got home and like tried to submerge my hand in there. I was like, no, don't, you know, don't touch the water. Um, but that always feels good. It helps relieve soreness mm-hmm. and stuff like, uh, legs up the wall, which is a mm. yoga pose that also feels really good. And that's a nice one where you just literally can lie there with your eyes closed. That's more yoga ish, or you can, you know, scroll Instagram too. And mm-hmm. that feels good. Um, the other thing, of course, that, you know, again, we've talked about here before that there isn't a ton of scientific evidence, but if you like it, taking an ice bath right after a long run, mm-hmm. I sometimes, especially if it's hot still, which it is in most parts of the country, mm-hmm. I really like that just almost forcing yourself to like stop the sweat a little bit. That feels good. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um again, that's not necessarily a proven recovery thing, but if you like it, do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Dim, what do you think about the the mental soreness? Because I like that Nicole lumped that into her question, and and I took it when I listened to it as k- kind of how to keep the motivation flamed, or you yeah, know, just yeah, kind of that sure. that fatigue, that mental fatigue of oh, another run when that yeah, sets yeah. in. Yeah. I mean, the cool thing is, you know, with the marathon, I always like you. You hear this a lot. You're like, um, you know, oh my gosh, I only have to go twelve today. You're like, wow, you know, where at maybe staring down the beginning of the the training plan or where you're coming from, you're like, oh my gosh, 12 miles. And now you're like, oh, 12 miles, I can do that. You know, that's mm-hmm. only going to take me X amount of time. Mm-hmm. So I love the perspective that marathon training brings and trying to remember like how far you've come, I think mm-hmm. is important. Mm-hmm. 
The other thing is I really try to not waste energy on mm-hmm. fretting about the runs, right? Mm-hmm. Especially the long mm-hmm. ones. If you haven't done a marathon before and you're, you know, worried about 20, you know what? Like the, the training plan will get you there in a beautiful incremental way that will have you ready for 20 when it's time to do 20. And so I know, you know, when I train for things, it's hard not to fixate. Um, think about Monday, you know, like starting on Monday thinking about, oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to run 20 on Saturday, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and, and kind of, you know, build up the stress about it and build up this kind of anxiety about it. So trying to just kind of be where your feet are, you know, and remember Mm -hmm. that like you can, you can do this. You, you've been there before. And even if the 20 miler, I mean, it's not going to be easy. Of course it's not going to be easy, but you have the tools to get through it. And when you get through it, you're going to be able to be better to get through the marathon. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Definitely taking it one day at a time. But, yeah. As you exactly. said, you know, keeping your feet where they are. You just, you just whatever workout is in front of you, tempo, just do that. Don't worry about what's coming next. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like life. It, it's, totally. you know, we, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So just focus on the here and now. Try to find some enjoyment. Throw some some little perks for yourself in. Maybe it's that massage that also helps with your recovery. Maybe it's having your friend join you for the last five miles of your 20 miler, you know, buying your favorite sports drink, you know, getting that chocolate core power afterwards, you know, whatever it is, that's going to give a little perk to, to doing the mileage. Totally. Totally. And then this is probably a little sacrilegious to say, but Mm. I will say, I mean, you know, we like to kind of go retro sometimes here. And I remember very well training for the Nike women's marathon, in 2007, and I was on the bike to remind you guys for most of it because I had a stress fracture on my foot. And uh, I remember, you know, so my bikes were long. They were two, three hours, you know, mm. and there was a day, it was a Sunday, you know, I put it off and put it off and like Sunday night rolled around and um, I remember just being, or maybe it was like four o'clock, say, and I just remember being like, oh, I just... I just cannot. I just cannot. And, mm. um, and Amelia, Amelia was little, right? So she was probably... Um, oh, she was in kindergarten, probably, and mm-hmm. uh, maybe a little bit even younger than that. I was like, do you think I should ride the bike right now or go take a bath? And she was like, <laughs> oh, take a bath. And I was like, okay, right there, permission. <laughs> so I guess what I'm saying is like, and so then, but but I had done the training up until that point. I mean, I was a very, you know, I, I'm definitely a very uh, religious trainer. I did not skip a lot of workouts. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you hit one or two where you're just like, you know what? Every ounce of me is saying, I don't want to do this. This mm-hmm. is not, my body doesn't feel ready for this. My mind doesn't feel ready for this. Give yourself permission mm-hmm. to pass go that day and not mm-hmm. have to worry about it. You know, you can't mm-hmm. do that very often. You can do it with maybe one long run and hopefully it's like a cutback week kind of run. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can do that maybe once or twice during week runs, you know, weekday mm-hmm. runs, um, you know, once a month. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the other thing is, you know, you don't have to have, you don't have to have a hundred percent participation on the training plan to have a good race. Nice. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Well, on that note, we'll be back with more questions and answers after this brief break. Stay with us. Okay. Here's another Nicole. This one just found out she's pregnant with baby number two. Hi, this is Nicole from Minnesota. I just found out I'm pregnant. Yay. Um, with baby number two. And during my first pregnancy, I stopped running really early. Um, I was nauseous and super tired. And so I stopped running and I didn't start again until I was like a year plus postpartum. I am hoping that won't happen this time. Now that I have a two-year-old um, and I'm pregnant again, running is a huge part of my self-care 
and maintaining my mental health. And so I am looking for some tips and maybe just a little bit of um, some cheerleading so that I can maintain my running through this pregnancy. I would love to hear what you guys have to say. Thanks. Bye. Fun, fun. Oh, I oh, I see babies everywhere, man. I just want to hold a baby. Nicole, if you want to, you know, toss your baby over this way. <laughs> Auntie Sarah, toss her over. Auntie Timothy will yeah. take care of her. I mean, I was at dinner last night with my sisters and there were two babies at different tables. I was just like, oh, I just want to hold one for a minute. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I just want to share with Nicole, um, my experience running while pregnant with my singleton pregnancy, which was my first pregnancy, and that I ended up maintaining being able to run up until about seven and a half months of pregnancy. And I really just took it week by week. I remember at that point, because I didn't have any kids and and that I work from home at the time I was a freelance writer, I had more freedom in my day. And so that every Thursday, I would make a drive over to the west side of Portland to do a trail run. And so every Thursday when I was over there, I'd be like, okay, that felt, that felt good. I enjoyed this and hopefully I'll be back here next week, but maybe I won't be. And so just really taking it, you know, you can set your goal to run throughout the pregnancy, but you really, at no other point in your life, do you have to really play it as much day by day, week by week as you do during pregnancy, I think. Sure. Oh, 100%. 100%. I didn't run during either of my pregnancies. Um, it wasn't really a choice. It was just how I felt when I was running. I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I understand, Nicole, for sure that it's a huge part of your, you know, self care and mental health. And so mm-hmm. I would say, you know, give it a go with this round, you know, listening to your body. But if that, if it doesn't feel like, you know what, I just feel off, I feel yucky, I feel like my hips hurt, whatever it happens to be, and it's like, mm-hmm. it's not going to work. I would really recommend writing out a schedule mm. and figuring mm. out what you can do, right? And again, knowing that this pregnancy, it's not like I want you to go do, you know, two hours on the elliptical at the gym. But but the thing that running brings to our life is regularity. It gives us routine, especially mm-hmm. if you are, you like how it's like self-care and, and helps you kind of get your head in, in the right spot. Mm-hmm. And so you can do that on the elliptical. You can do that on an exercise bike. I mean, I think a lot of it is sweat and showing up and kind of having time for yourself to listen to your own music or, you know, just kind of tune out the world, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I would say, you know, there are other cardio things that you can do. You can swim, you Mm -hmm. can do the step mill um, or the Stairmaster. So um, Mm -hmm. if a gym membership is not, um, if you don't belong to a gym now, maybe, you know, uh, it might be a good time to invest in, you know, looking at a, a Y or a rec center or whatever's in your area, because mm-hmm. um, even if you can run, you may not want to run through. Where is she? Do you know, Sarah? Um, 701 area code. She's perhaps in North Dakota. That's where the 701 area code is. Oh, well, then that's that. Well, and that's probably all of North Dakota. Um, so that definitely means that you might want a treadmill. Even if you mm. can run, come wintertime, right? We don't mm-hmm. want you slipping and hurting mm-hmm. something. So, yeah. or tripping yeah. on a caterpillar. <laughs> Those dang caterpillars. <laughs> yeah. So that, so you mentioning a treadmill. So I think so many of us think treadmill equals running. Oh, treadmill can equal walking as well. And Nicole, that's, that's, you know, it's important to give yourself grace and latitude and accept that you'll have to slow down and sometimes 
um, have to shift to walking, which is, you know, something Dimity and I have both come to peace with and, and embrace. So, and that's okay. And Dim, you mentioned swimming. And so then at seven or seven and a half months, whenever that was in my first pregnancy, I started swimming a lot more and gosh, it felt so good. And that ultimately, even if I could have gone running, I think I would have opted to use my workout time to swim because that buoyancy, that feeling of support, that feeling of osmosis that takes out the swelling from your hands and your feet that for me kicked in around eight months. And it just really felt so nice. And it's when I felt more at ease and, you know, within my body than I did at other times when I was having to deal with gravity. Nice, nice. So yeah, but just going back, Nicole, I mean, again, I I don't want to be like, go, you know, you have to do the schedule, but looking for a consistent movement, consistent sweat, consistent, whatever it happens to be as much as you can for the nine months is going to put you in such a better place after you give birth and just be like, okay, if I can't run, I'm not doing anything. Right. Mm-hmm, so like, mm-hmm. let's, let's have some alternatives and, um, you know, I'm happy to give more ideas if, if running doesn't happen to, to work mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, but, but the overall thing is we're very excited for you and we want to squeeze the baby. So. <laughs> exactly. So, um, put it in a FedEx box to me first and then, and then I'll send it off to Sarah. <laughs> All right. Uh, shifting tactics greatly. This is Carrie who's concerned about scuzzy water bottles. Hi, Dimity and Sarah. This is Carrie calling from beautiful Beaufort, South Carolina with a question about gear. More specifically, I'm looking for help dealing with gross water bottles. I love my handheld bottles and I can't imagine running outside without one. The problem is how to clean them because no matter what I do, there are spots, you know, like in the nozzles that just cannot be reached. I've tried Q-tips, brushes, toothpicks, um, and they're still really gross. And I don't know what's growing in there, but yuck. I really don't want to just trash them. So I'm hoping you'll have some ideas for me. Thanks so much. All right, Carrie. Well, you live in a lovely part of the country. We're looking forward to returning to nearby Hilton Head Island uh, in November of 2023 for one of our running retreats. It'll be our third time on Hilton Head. So yay for that part of South Carolina that you live in. Yay. Um, but if you do offer me a drink out of your water bottle in Hilton Head, <laughs> Carrie, I'll probably get to take a, a hard pass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I will admit that I chose this question because it gives me the chance to talk about a product, Dim, that I adore and we are not partners with it. Are you prepared for this? I actually buy this product. <laughs> like I don't get it for free. So we've got no skin in the game. It's called Bottle Bright Bottle Cleaning Tablets. It's a mouthful. We'll link to it in the show notes. Is it and really so- called Bottle Bright Bottle? Bottle mm-hmm. twice? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think Bottle Bright. I think maybe. Oh, yeah, it's I Bottle see. Bright. Bottle Cleaning Tablets. Okay, I see. Yeah, okay, yeah. I got it. So, okay. um, uh, so they are effervescent tablets that, you know, so that means it's, it's like a noon. It's a tablet that you put into water and it dissolves all, all on its own. Noon, of course, is used for a different purpose. It's used for drinking, not cleaning. Yeah, but don't drink but, the bottle, right? <laughs> yes, do not drink the. Oh gosh, I've, uh, I've, I, when I clean mine and then I leave the kitchen, I'm like, oh, where will I put this where people won't think it's something they can drink? Mm-hmm. So anyway, so it's all natural. There's no scrubbing. You just pop it in there, and I tell you, I let my Nalgene bottles get pretty doggone scummy before I put these in, and. Oh, talk about, I love a good before and after. And these, it's miraculous how well they work. So what about the, what about the like camelbacks? Cause I think she's talking especially about the nozzles. Like, do you put the top part in there too? Well, so that, it, yeah. So she, I, I imagine that, that Carrie's talking about a handheld. So it has the little, you know, um, 
the little nipple or whatever at the top yeah. that you can pull up. And so that you could put the bottle bright thing, you could dissolve it in like a um, bowl full of water and then pull the cap out to its yeah. most, most firm and then just drop it in. So I definitely okay. have done that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, I, this is an, uh, an issue that I care to, um, confront. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's speaking to, you know, my lack of cleansliness. Um, I don't know, but I mean, um, I mean, the only thing that I would say, sometimes we soak things in vinegar overnight. Mm-hmm. That's a good mm-hmm. one. You know, that's oh, probably yeah. the same idea. Yeah. Um, and I was going to say a toothbrush, but she's already tried a toothbrush and toothpicks. I love a good toothpick trying to get in and like clean <laughs> out the grime sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that that's probably, and then, you know, sometimes um I feel like, you know, like with like Ziploc containers, like plastic containers and stuff, like you lose the lid and, and then you mm-hmm. like, you know, fix it with something else. But especially the handhelds, I guess you probably want to keep those, you know, they're kind of, Oh, you're saying get together. a replacement. You're yeah, saying get a, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes like I can just like the, the bottles that I use on my bikes, like the, um, oh, yeah. the top doesn't necessarily go with the bottom, but that's mm-hmm. also, I'm not holding it. Right. And so, mm-hmm. the, and mm-hmm. um, I'm, you know, I can, I have more access to get, mm-hmm. I have more time it used to get it open. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Anyway, and, you know, that I'm is not really uh, helping the, anything. Right here. <laughs> I'm just talking. You know, <laughs> I lost the top. You dim, you know, those type of analogy bottles that I live for that I carry with me on our trips. And those so are I, camelbacks. They're camelbacks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So to me, Nalgene's a material. So oh, I wasn't, okay. I wasn't speaking in term, in a brand oh, name okay. there. Sorry. Sorry. Kleenex and Nalgene. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so that I lost the top to one of them. And so. Uh, my husband ordered a top for me off of Amazon. So you're, you'd be surprised what type of replacement things you can find. Oh, I don't, I'm sure. You know, I do recommend trying to clean it because obviously that's more ecologically friendly. But um, in a pinch, I mean, if it's just an absolute science experiment, I would think you could find a replacement top for a handheld. I'm just yeah. curious about what Carrie's drink. Is she drinking orange juice or something? <laughs> like, oh no, I tell you, water. It's I don't know. I think does it get gross? I mean, again, like I, I'll, I'll be honest. Um, I that is a job that I mostly give to Grant. Like we have those. Um, oh, my kids really love those hydro flasks, right? Oh, and what like, child? What teen doesn't, doesn't love a hydro like, flask? Well, and Ben like sucks on it like it's a bottle, like an infant bottle, right? I'm like, <laughs> would you stop sucking on that thing? It's it sounds so gross. And so like the end of the week. I'm like, we have got to wash that thing. And I, we, meaning Grant, please wash that thing. <laughs> <laughs> you so dry I, I will say I, I'm used tissue. <laughs> kind of removing myself from the situation. Um, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. So anyway, so we we will link to that. We'll link to the, the um, foam rolling, all that stuff. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, all right. Well, so if you have more questions or you just want to <laughs> talk, <laughs> um, call us at 470-BADASS1, which is 470-223-2771. Leave your first name and where you're calling from. Keep your message to a minute or less. Um, the number is also in our show notes, so mm-hmm. you don't have to memorize the digits. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Dim, you alluded to our new Love the Run program. It is indeed open and the training kicks off on September 12th. This round includes a multi-level mileage challenge and a pair of custom Tafosi sunglasses in the well-stocked swag bag. Check it out at anothermotherrunner.com slash love fall 2022. And here's Emily talking up her experience in a previous round of Love the Run. My name is Emily and I'm calling from DeWitt, Michigan. What I love about the Love the Run programs is just how easy it was to get back into running again. 
I joined my first Love the Run program in February of 2021 because I was looking for a way to get back into running after essentially two back-to-back pregnancies. I was struggling to do it on my own. I would go out for a run and then it'd be five days before I would run again. Love the Run really brought me back into running and gave me that consistency that I was craving. The program made me feel like myself again, made me realize that I was still strong, even though I was still nursing and waking up in the middle of the night. Ever since then, I have signed up every time there's a love the run. Our podcast today was produced in St. Paul, Minnesota by Barry Medore from Fire on the Bluff. Keep the questions coming. We're here with um, Frito Toes, Bottle Brights, and um, what else, Sarah? I don't know. <laughs> hand injuries, hand wounds from falling. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs>